you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to be able to come across your earwaves and, and to be part of this. It's an honor to have Pastor Tony Miller with us, longtime pastor of Morningside Baptist Church. And you know the rest of his bio. I always share that with you. I got to meet him. I got to sit under his preacher when I was in town. And then when they started going online, I think I listened to every sermon that showed up online for Pastor Miller. So I feel like I know him pretty well. Even when we were on the road, we always listened to our church's sermons and they're always a blessing to us. It was just a couple of weeks ago I preached a sermon I went out and I clicked online to listen to uh, Pastor Crockett preach a sermon I said man he did a better job with those, those <laughs> verses I should have listened to that first <laughs> I was out west that would have helped me we were on the same place uh, on the same verses in the Bible so folks we've been moving along and uh, we've been talking about putting on the full armor of God and uh, just how important that is we we came out right away on Monday uh, just talking about the reason to uh, every once in a while we talked about how we'd always have Pastor Pastor Miller every six weeks or so, and he went through a, a trials. He's back with us, and 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 just love his knowledge of the Bible and and how he can make everything very practical, and uh, that's so important as we walk in. So, Pastor, we find ourselves, and uh, uh, we've been talking about the shield of faith. So we're in Ephesians chapter six, and folks, as we've been talking about the armor, we were yesterday we were still going through the shield of faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereof you should be able to quench to quench the fiery darts. So the darts are coming. And uh, folks, it's not if they're going to come, the darts are coming. And I, I remind people all the time that, you know, that shield God gives us is not just defensive. It's offensive too. It's when that, that man that I gave an example yesterday, that man who went from zero to having a relationship outside of his marriage, how did we get from a to B. And he said, well, it was these little things. You know, I snuck in this little thing. I snuck in it. I said, Molly, it might be a good idea. And he, he went through maybe five or six little things that led up uh, to him being unfaithful to his wife and against God's will for marriage, against God's will for anybody. God gives us a one person physical relationship. And as a gift with that physical relationship, he gives us an intimacy and, and, and all those types of things. But he got there, pastor, because he forgot about that shield. He, he, he wasn't putting on the full armor of God. And isn't that what the devil does if the devil can get in a crack? Oh, yes. And this is why in the Roman army that they would actually have shields that four foot tall and two and a half feet where they would interlock with one another. The army, the frontline army would move forward with shields interlocked Wow. And so it wasn't just defensive, it was their offensive weapon. They're getting closer to the enemy. <clears throat> and the enemy can't shoot them with arrows, can't throw spears at them, nothing <clears throat> can get them. And so that's exactly, though, but you know what happens a lot of times in marriage? Yeah. It's people start doubting. Did I marry the right person? Did God give me the one that I should have? You know, there's little things Satan will start putting in there. Or, you know, is uh, God going to meet my needs? I remember whenever I had gotten right with the Lord, I came to my senior year in college, and I wasn't dating anyone seriously. 
And I thought, you know, I came two years late. I came two years after school. Maybe I missed God's timing, <laughs> you know, and, and I started doubting that God was in control, being sovereign, and that's really what Satan wanted to do. But as it turns out, my senior year is when my wife came as a freshman. So I had two more years of grad school. We got married, and it was the right timing. But, yeah. you know, you can start doubting on God whether she's the one I should have married or the timing's messed up or God allowed this to happen. And people get bitter at the Lord with that kind of thinking doubts. But we come back and we look at Job. Yeah. And Job had a terribly tough experience of loss. And he even started doubting whether he was more righteous than God was righteous and God wasn't good. And then God showed him I'm the sovereign God of heaven that did all these things. And then he gave him 130 questions at the end. Were you, were you when I hung the earth upon nothing? Can you bring forth the snow? Hey, can you do this? And he showed him his sovereignty and that he is in control. And Job says, I repent in sackcloth and ashes. I've heard of you with my ear, but now I've seen who you are. I'm sorry, God, I'm, I, I'm repenting. And, you know, many times we doubt God because Satan is feeding us with lines. Maybe he's using the three friends of Job. I call them three Baptist preachers trying to give wrong counsel. You know, his wife was saying, curse God and die. You know, Satan uses. Satan was involved in all of this whole thing with Job, accusing Job before God, but the real issue is we have to come back and see God is in control, God is good, and things haven't gotten off the rail. And so, Lord, thank you, you're in control, and things are just right, okay. And I had to come back and thank God for the fact that I, I didn't go to uh, this Bible school before early because I would have missed my wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I like that. So what you do is... Uh, you know, the way to handle this is start thanking God for what you have. When the devil starts throwing yes. those things out there for what you do not have, say, wait a minute. You know, I've been married for decades. We're living a good life. We have children. We we start thinking. And, and Count then the we, blessings. Yeah. Well, and then, brother, we end up with folks who, who, who didn't hit it the second time in school. So they're getting a little bit older and they're thinking, is there anyone out there for me? And, and boy, the devil loves a person in that position. He's really, your armor really needs to be hooked up. And, okay, uh, faith says, I don't need to find the right person. I need to become the right person. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. I'm going to fight Satan and I'm not going to let him get me thinking negative thoughts about my wife or all of this. No, I'm going to, and you know, the guy that you're talking about, I begin to think, as you described it, he probably got to thinking negative thoughts about his wife. I don't like this about her. I don't like that. I wish she was different. And then he starts being willing to look at other women, maybe that would be better and more enjoyable. Yeah. And it, you know, God, it's not whether my wife is the right person. I'm married to her. So this is your marriage, God. I'm going to save your marriage by becoming and being the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, uh, we had a lady come to a PTSD or a wounded spirits camp that we had uh, out in the middle of the country. And she came forward. She had come, her husband was at home and, 
And so there's testimony time. And she got up and she gave her testimony. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, I was married for 30 years. I have three wonderful children. Mm. And somewhere along the way, I ruined my husband's life. And I left him. And I realized after I had left him and he was married to somebody else, boy, I tanked this. He wasn't a bad person. He wasn't emotionally abusing me. He wasn't physically abusing me. He wasn't involved with pornography. My husband's biggest problem, this is what she said to the whole group, is that I was his wife. Yeah. And I'll never forget that week she wrote him a four-page letter that we helped edit, apologized. And, and I mean, she's married. At this point, she's married to a good guy. And he showed up at camp later in the week. But she said, man, I got to get this right. She, yes, said, amen. she said, this is on me. You know, she said, I can't point to any of these reasons that we shouldn't be around another human being. She said, the problem my husband had was me. And that's what you're saying. We need to uh, not look for that. Per we need to become that right person. We don't need to look for the right person. We become the right person. And uh, be tougher on ourselves than we are on our mates or anyone else. Hold yeah. ourselves more responsible. If I, I don't think my mate's doing well, I've got to be better. And, and I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to focus on that and not get in displeasure. One of the greatest tools of Satan is dislike or displeasure it turns into bitterness and whenever we become bitter we give place to the devil if we let the sun go down upon our wrath we're going to give place to the devil and he's going to have a heyday with us so by faith we come and say god's good god's great what i have right now a woman told me one time she says i married my husband and i was saved and he was unsaved maybe i should be married to a preacher maybe i ought to leave him mm. I, I had said i say ma'am you're married, that's God's will for you right now, and you love him the way God tells you to love him. Well, that man, had, had he's, he's a believer today. Yeah. <laughs> her, her husband that she thought, you know, I married the wrong one when he was unsaved. No, no, no. If you're married to him, you're in God's will, and divorce is not right. So by faith, I conclude divorce is not right, and my response is going to be, I'm going to love him the way God told me to love him. Right. And we understand that there are people out there being hurt. There's many, many things that happen to people out there. But we say if you're in a relationship and nobody's getting hurt and nobody's any of these types of things, go, go to your preacher. And, uh, and, and let me tell you, those marriages can be fixed where there's somebody not abusing somebody, yeah. where there's someone not stepping out on somebody. Pastor's absolutely right. It's not about our feelings. And, and again, that comes down to these emotions. So above all, taken on the shield of faith, wherewith we shall be able to quench the fiery darts uh, of the wicked. And, and uh, folks, we'll be right back. So hang with us. We want to continue on. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So, Pastor, we get that shield on, and, 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 and here we are dealing with our faith issues again, right? We're dealing with how we really saved. Are we, are we, you know, do we got everything together with God? Are we right? I mean, is that where we're going now? Yes. I think many times we Christians have a question. Can Satan know what we're thinking? 
can he communicate to our mind? And I want to go beyond that today and say, I'm convinced what we see happening in Scripture, the emotions you keep talking about, we don't go on the feelings. Satan can affect our desires. He can affect our emotions. He can affect our minds. Yeah. Because, see, once again, he's not a flesh and blood. And what does he communicate to? Well, he's a spirit, and we are a spirit. And he communicates as spirits communicate to spirits. So that is intellectually, emotionally, and in will. You know, Satan puts his feelings on us at times, his workers. And he'll put his desires on us. And he will put his thoughts on us. He'll come into our presence as a spirit rubbing up against a spirit, is the way I would describe it, and get that going. And that's why so many people feel like, I'm doomed. I, God, I beg God to save me, and he won't save me. And Satan is the one that's getting to the thoughts, spirit to spirit, and saying, hey, God wants to put you in hell. God, God doesn't, he, he won't save you. You've been begging him to save you for months, and he hasn't saved you. <laughs> no, you ask God to save you, the fact of the matter in our thinking is he saved me. And that's why we come back to this next point, that we take the helmet of salvation. God's salvation protects our minds and its thinking. It's called a helmet, and you protect the brain, the yeah. thinking. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, and, and, and it, was a, it was a like you say, the old, what'd you call them, the old bowl or whatever it was from the... Steel pot, yeah. Steel pot, yeah. Well, they had a different helmet for the Roman soldier. You can see pictures of it. But once again, you, you get somebody in a concussion or something penetrate the brain. You know, those bullet holes that you said from Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, they had protected them from damage to the brain. Well, this points to protecting from the thinking process. Satan goes after our thinking process. And so when we're thinking skewed... We need to come back to the word of God and say, okay, I'm saved. I can't be doomed. I'm not going to be destroyed. God doesn't want to put me hell because Satan knows he's going to hell. He wants everybody else to go to hell with him, but he wants to tell believers a lie. God didn't save you. If you don't think you're, and you have assurance of salvation, then you're going to stay focused on getting saved. And so Satan, he comes to people that are not saved and says, Oh, yeah, you're saved. You're working your way to heaven. He always tells the opposite of the truth. And so we always keep coming back to the Bible. Whatever thoughts are contrary to the Bible or any desires that are contrary to the Bible or anything that is making me feel contrary to the Bible, I'm not going to buy into it. I'm not going to submit to it. I am saved, and I'm going to live the life of salvation. Yeah, amen. And, and and folks, again, this is so important to understand the what the enemy is. And and the enemy is an outcast angel. He's a he's an and, angel. Yeah, he's uh, going to hell and he wants everybody else to go there with and, him. And you know, and, and Satan's angels are going to hell with him. 
so they're trying to build their army up as much as they can. And, uh, and, and so they, they go after a lot of things, but this assurance of salvation, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Mm. This whole assurance thing, Pastor, over and over again, uh, we find ourselves in a couple places. Where do we get our assurance from? Do we get our assurance from emotion? No, Pastor said we believe uh, we're, we're 100% in the Word of God. So we put these helmets on, and actually the helmet of salvation uh, reminds people that we need to renew our minds. I think every day, you know, the Bible says over there in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And but then that second verse and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing renewing of your mind. So renewing, renewing in the word of God is a big part of this, right? Oh, yeah. Coming every day and saying, thank you, God, for saving me. Yeah. I just want to thank you for Jesus. Well, that's once again coming back and we're putting on the helmet of salvation. That reality, I'm saved by grace <clears throat> through faith, Yeah, not of myself. Now, once again, we need to work out our own salvation and that's sanctification, not justification. And what we talk about when we're saying that, we need to start yielding ourselves to God and living the Christian life, living a saved life but we're already saved by faith. And so I think this is key is we have to keep coming back to the fact God saved me by grace. And so I'm going to go and live a saved life today. I'm going to live like a Christian. I'm a soldier. And so I think that's what we're, we're getting at here. When we talk about the helmet of salvation, Uh, we put that, that reality in our over our minds again, and it protects our minds. I'm saved, and so I'm going to go live and desire and do what pleases God. Yeah, I I think you're right, and I, you know, I think we find ourselves here. So we put on the helmet, and and then Pastor, you mentioned the sword already, and we've talked about the sword being the Word of God. I I watched this special, so they got these. I, I'm not good at regular TV shows or anything. I'm good at biography and stuff. So I, mm. I pay two bucks a month extra on Prime to be able to watch these biography shows and stuff. And one of the biographies a couple of years ago talked about a Japanese samurai and, uh, and how they would take their swords. And, and the mark of a person was how sharp, or the mark of a Jap- Japanese samurai soldier was how sharp their sword was, how what kind of condition it was to fight the Mm. enemy and how that you could basically decapitate someone if you had a really good sword. Yeah, sharp. Just one, how important is a sword? Well, and you know, that's uh, what we're going to go to here today. The next point is the sword of the spirit. And what is the sword of the spirit? The equivalent of what that statement is, is the word of God. Yeah. The sword came from the Holy Spirit's writing the Bible. And so we have the Bible. And so we're going to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we're going to attack. This is an offensive weapon. Yeah. A sword is, and it it will protect. You know, somebody tries to, to hit me with another sword, you block that with your sword so it won't get to your body, but you also thrust it. And this is what I, we've talked about already is the fact when Satan comes and starts causing us to doubt, be disturbed, 
feel doomed, depressed, displeasure toward God or doubting God, we stick the sword of the Spirit in his spirit. Mm. And that's what Jesus did. You remember in the wilderness, Jesus as a true perfect human showed us how to beat Satan, not because he was the son of God or deity and powers of deity. He says, you can beat him with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And he quoted, he says, is it not written? And he quoted three verses in the Old Testament to counter every temptation that Satan gave him to sin. Yeah. Wonderful. And, 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 you know, the sword folks, your sword, your Bible, we've been talking about the importance that, uh, how pastor Miller and I both listen to the word of God. We read the word of God. We, we, we try to apply this to apply the word of God to our life. We don't read the word of God to memorize it though. That's a great uh, idea. Just intellectual information, right? It's but not life it's not information, that. right? It's about how we live folks. I can't believe this. We're closing out today, but I want you to know we're coming back to the sword and we'll even talk about that praying at the end there. If we have some time tomorrow, but you don't want to miss it. So happy Thursday to you. Put on that armor today. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.